Welcome to the Vibe with Susan podcast. I'm Susan, and this channel is for those who wish to follow the path of the heart. My mission is to introduce fresh perspectives that challenge outdated paradigms and provoke a deeper understanding of ourselves and the hidden forces that block us from living our fullest expression. We talk about all things energy, honoring our heart's calling, and how to break free from our programming so we can open ourselves up more fully to life. So if this is your vibe, a warm welcome and thanks for being here. Welcome to the very first episode of the Vibe with Susan podcast. I'm your host, Susan. And for those who don't know me, my work is all about self-love and honoring the heart's calling. I've been coaching both men and women for 13 years, and I've taken over 100 people through my in-person self-love experience here in Mexico. And I'll be honest with you, I've procrastinated on starting this. There are topics that I'm aching to speak about, but when I get passionate, and I'm not sure if it's my Aries moon or my neurodivergent brain, I can get a little bit spicy. And the thought of stuff that I say staying on record just made me feel a little bit hesitant, which makes perfect sense, actually, because I help people with unblocking their energy. Blocks can be mental, physical, emotional, environmental, or really any kind of energetic influence that's obstructing us. Often we use our blocks as a reason to stop moving forward, sometimes even taking it as a sign that it's not meant for us. But the blocks are the initiation into what we want. And I think a lot of the times we miss the point here. If we delay moving forward on what we want because we're caught up in whether or not it's going to match our expectations, we miss the point that through the pursuit of that desire, you will free up a part of yourself that was blocked. The dream you have has been placed on your heart for a reason. Ultimately, it's a more liberated, unrestricted version of ourselves. If you have a glass of water with ice blocks in it, when that ice melts, those blocks don't just disappear. They turn into free-flowing water. And this is what happens with us. We get to use that energy that's been freed up. We reclaim those parts of ourselves. Anytime we break through a limitation, we're bringing movement and life and consciousness into a part of us that we might not have even known was there, especially if it's something that's held you back since you were a kid or since you were born. So when I was a kid, I used to speak with a lisp. A lot of fun when you have two S's in your name. And I've been through speech therapy twice, once as a kid and again as an adult. So coming back to this podcast, I was reflecting on all the times that people told me, Susan, your voice is so healing. I just needed to hear your voice. That I figured that I should actually start using it more. So I decided to break through my own resistance, stop the procrastinating, and take it as an opportunity to bring more awareness into the words that I speak. My intention for this channel is I want to inspire you to take a chance on the life and the love that your heart longs for. 
And this is not just about following our big lifelong dreams. That's only a part of it. It's also about how we show up daily in our lives. It's to give you that reminder that we have a choice every day to either be vulnerable and open ourselves up to life and love, or we can close ourselves off to it. We have a choice to feel our feelings and let them freely pass, or whether we're going to suppress them. We have the choice in any situation to react from our triggers, from our wounded self, or to pause and make the conscious decision to respond from our center. I want to create a discussion about how we can invite in more vulnerability from ourselves and also how we can learn to create space for others to be vulnerable. And more importantly, how we can learn to cultivate the trust that's required for us to be vulnerable. Trust in ourselves, trust in our relationships, trust in the divine, and trust in life. Trust, for me personally, is the deepest source of peace. Because when we trust, we can let go of needing to control, of being in our head worried about the future or depressed about the past. We can attune ourselves to the truth of the present moment. When we're living in this way, we're breaking free from our programming. We're living more from our true self rather than our conditioned self. That's the ultimate goal, right? This requires us to show up with curiosity, an open mind, and an open heart. It requires us to question why we're doing what we're doing and questioning what's influencing our behavior so we can start to live more intentionally. The path of the heart is the path of truth. It requires you to go inward when the world is wanting to pull you outside of yourself. It asks you to have faith that your intuition is leading you to the path that's the most true for you. Our calling is not just about what we do in exchange for money. To honour our calling, I see it as a commitment to fully express all parts of ourselves. Where we feel expressed in our work. We feel expressed in our relationships. We feel expressed in our creativity, our hobbies and passions. And in our voice. We're not afraid to speak up and speak our truth. And we might be afraid but doing it anyway, because holding in the expression of our truth hurts us and keeps us small. One of the things that I feel called to do is dance salsa. You could say that it's unrelated to my work, but if your passion is a part of your self-expression, how can it not contribute to you being in service to others when you're bringing into your work and into your clients a fuller version of you that has more life in you. Anything that's a part of our energy maintenance and brings more life into us is our work. It's not separate. And this is why I believe that when we're living in devotion to our dharma, there becomes less of a distinction between things like work and play or self-care or relationships. They're all intertwined. It all makes up the frequency of who we've been. 
and our frequency isn't compartmentalized. Anything we want to manifest is ultimately about our state of being. We want what we want because of how we believe it's going to make us feel. We want to feel unrestricted, unblocked, fully self-expressed. Basically, we want to be exactly who we are because our limitlessness is the truth of who we are. In our present incarnation, we're only using the tiniest little fraction of our DNA. And over the next couple of hundred years of our revolution, as more light enters our body and more density leaves our body, we're going to be able to do things that you would think is only possible in the movies. So the more limitless we feel, the more we embody our true self. That is our dharma, to be ourself. And it's so easy to say, just be yourself, as if it's an easy thing to do to go against the herd and make yourself stand out in a world that's teeming with superficiality. You being yourself is an act of courage because everyone is going to have an opinion about why you shouldn't be yourself. I think we all seem to love the idea of authenticity and we claim to want more of what's real, but are we willing to choose it? We complain about the filters, but we use the filters. We make women feel like they're not enough, but when they elevate, they're too much. So to be authentic is to be liberated, to free ourselves from all of that conditioning. As long as we push down what's real in ourselves, we're going to push away any reflection of realness in other people because they're a constant reminder of where we're still hiding behind the safety of our mask. To show the world our real selves and make ourselves vulnerable to the opinions of other people, regardless of whether those opinions are real or imagined, and to then have the audacity to turn up the volume on who we are, there's a risk in that. What holds most of us back is fear. Fear of going against the herd. Fear of sharing our creativity with the world. Fear of being rejected. Fear of taking a leap of faith and trusting that we'll be divinely supported. Fear of speaking our truth and getting cancelled. And for a long time, there's been this inherent belief in society that we need to become something become our best self, become more spiritual, become more worthy. And I think now we're starting to more and more let go of the idea that we need to be something we're not. And what we're actually all being called to do is let the light hit more of what's real. We need to get really curious about where we're not honouring our hearts because we'll see reflections of it everywhere. And it's up to us if we're going to let those reflections be a painful reminder of where we're abandoning ourselves or a comforting reminder of where we're choosing ourselves. I'm going to share a little story of a transformation I made in my own life to give you some background about my own personal experience with everything I've been talking about and also to offer you a kind of metaphor for what might be possible for you as you start to apply this level of trust in your own intuitive guidance? Six years ago, I was dancing around the house listening to music in the frequency of pure joy and bliss. 
While I was dancing, I started tuning into a vision of myself living a very different life to the one I was living. This vision was so enticing in its simplicity and aliveness. It activated all of my senses. I could see it. I could hear the music. I could feel it. I could taste it. I was there. But I pulled out my journal and scripted out what I saw because I did not want to lose the vividness. I wrote things like, I'm dancing salsa by the beach. I'm living somewhere warm and tropical. I'm having engaging conversations with people from all around the world. There's a strong sense of community, health-conscious people. I'm watching sunrises, connecting with nature, living in celebration of life. I had no idea where this place was or even which continent it was in, but I knew I needed to go there. A few months later, a little Caribbean town in Mexico called Tulum came into my field of awareness. And I just had this feeling of, that's it, that's where you need to go. So I resigned from my full-time corporate job in Australia. I had to part ways with my long-term love, an 11-year relationship. And I packed a backpack and I bought myself a plane ticket to Mexico. My plan to make money was through my side business as a life coach for which, at the time, I only had one client. So I wasn't even close to having replaced my income. But that's how much faith I had in what I was being inspired to do. I hired a business mentor to help me grow my business from what was a side passion to something that now fully supports me financially. And people kept saying, you're so courageous, I could never do anything like that. And I want to point out that there wasn't an absence of fear Fear was definitely present, but there was an overriding feeling of trust that my needs would be taken care of. When the idea first came to me, I didn't take it seriously. The idea kept flirting with me. I was like, can you imagine if I actually did that? People would think I've lost my mind. But every time I listened to those songs that I felt so activated by, and I started dancing and moving my body, I was plugged directly back into the movie. I was shown more of the picture. And what I realised when I got to Mexico was that this was the place I'd described in my journal, to a T. I'd been alternating my journal entries with these scripted stories, like the one that I mentioned, and also just normal journal entries about my actual reality. And when I read through them, I couldn't tell the difference between the real ones and the scripted ones because they kept becoming reality. It was like the pages I was writing on were magic and I didn't want to run out of pages and have to buy a new journal in case it wasn't as magic. But it wasn't the pages, it was my openness to what was calling me. So this was what initiated my work around manifestation because as I was sharing my experience, I was repeatedly being asked to do a workshop and teach my process. There have been many instances like this. I have so many stories. So now I have a signature process where for the last six years I've been working with people to help them understand and bring to life their own calling. We do an initial breakthrough session so they can get the clarity on what their calling is. And then they have the option to work intimately with me to be supportive with the whole transformation. 
from making the decision to all of the practical steps, as well as being fully guided by me with the emotional and the energetic side of things. I also see visions on behalf of other people. And once I had the confidence to start sharing these visions with them, it was giving them the reinforcement in what their intuition had been telling them. And that alone was fueling their belief in themselves. And it's our belief in it that allows us to see it. I've started over from scratch many times. I've moved to new cities on my own five times. I've fallen in love and healed from a broken heart multiple times. I know about disappointment, letting go, summoning courage, leaning into faith, surrendering to the unknown and learning to trust. I've dived into uncertainty again and again. And what I've learned is that each time we get wiser. Each time is an opportunity for our faith to become even stronger. And when we commit to keeping our heart open, every time we plunged into uncertainty and resisting the urge to close ourselves off, we will be open and receptive to all of the miracles that are available to us. Because they can't reach us when we're closed off. We're the ones that have the power to let it in by opening up to it and keeping the faith. You can order a pizza online and magnetize it to come straight to your house. But if you don't open the door when the delivery guy comes, it's not because you aren't worthy of the pizza. So let's be brave and let the heart guide our fullest expression. One thing that's really helped me is to quit trying to figure out how my seemingly random subjects of interest connect with each other. I just follow the vibe of what I'm called to share and I trust that it'll come together in the way that it's meant to. Doing this means you might lose a few people, but you'll be way more attractive to the people who are actually for you. You are the niche. Our interests are not random. Anytime we ever feel like we should make ourselves smaller for the sake of making other people feel more comfortable, I think that's when we need to remind ourselves that people are attracted to the frequency of who we are when we are being ourselves. By being ourselves, I mean when we're not holding ourselves back out of fear. The more self-expressed we are, the more magnetic we are, there's an energetic signature that radiates out into the world, kind of like a lighthouse, when we are fully expressing all parts of ourselves. And our people, the people who are meant to connect with us, will be drawn to that light. If we're compartmentalizing ourselves because society says that we have to pick and choose only one part of us that gets to be expressed, we are going to be invisible to some of the people who are meant to find us because we're stifling the full spectrum and uniqueness of our frequency. Let your frequency draw your people to you, whether that means your customers, your friends, romantic partner, your network, your readers, listeners, whoever is inspired by you and whoever is simply meant to find you and connect with you. We become more visible when we're not trying to imitate anyone else and when we're not stuck in our head about how we need to show up. Who do you want to find you? 
and let that be your incentive to allow your expression to embody the full flavor of you and your quirkiness, your weirdness. And by weirdness, I mean badasses like you living without limits is what normal people think is crazy. I'm imploring you to resist the urge to water down your essence and instead be brave enough to actually amplify it. I want to share a couple of snippets from a book, The Great Work of Your Life by Stephen Cope. This book is based on the teachings of a Hindu text, the Bhagavad Gita. The message is, if you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. And you bringing forth what is within you matters more than what you bring forth. I really resonate with this because for me it's a reminder to not become attached to the outcome of what we're creating. On one hand, we need to get ourselves out of the way because our work is needed, our gifts are needed, and there are people who will benefit from the work that each of us are called to do. But on the other hand, part of getting ourselves out of the way is not being attached to the impact that our work will make. Because firstly, we can't control the impact it'll make. All we can do is do our best. And secondly, fulfillment happens when we allow ourselves to be a vehicle for our creations and being in that flow state rather than blocking it off out of fear of what it will become or won't become. It also reminds me of another quote that I've always liked by Wayne Dyer. Don't die with your music still in you. If you're unsure about which direction to move in, I just want to let you know that there's nothing wrong with that. Life is not linear, and where you are right now is exactly where you're supposed to be. Whenever we withhold or delay our creative callings, and I don't mean just any creative ideas, because not all ideas are meant to be made manifest, but the ones that persistently whisper those sweet seductions in your ear, in your moments of stillness, by overthinking instead of trusting it, we block our life force because we're starving of air, the very creations that want to be given life through us. Bringing life to the ideas that feel uplifting and expansive will bring life to you. And the more we allow ourselves to be a channel for what wants to move through us, the more these creative ideas will flow, the clearer that stream of inspiration will become and the stronger our connection to it will be. Because we humans are creatures of habit. We have a tendency to do things without really questioning why we're doing it. And doing it just because it's what we've always done. Or that's what we see everyone else is doing. Meaning that we're stuck in our programming. And when we're living from our programming, we're living unconsciously. And if we're living unconsciously, we're missing out on life. The beautiful synchronicities and the miracles and the grace of life happen in the now moment. 
How can we become even more present for these treasured moments? And also, I think we don't have to be so fixated on trying to figure ourselves out. Who we are isn't figure outable. We'll never be able to know ourselves from our ego. And who we are is forever unfolding. Can we be responsive to the pulse of life that is guiding us in each moment without needing to control it, predict it, or even necessarily understand it, but just trusting it? It might not make sense to you right now why you have the particular passions or urges to explore certain interests that you do. Maybe it'll make sense later on down the track. Or you might realize that just by simply following those impulses, it's making you feel more alive. And you notice there's this feeling of completeness that ironically doesn't come from the completion, but is felt within the state of being when we're in those flow states and when we're in creation mode. Trust in what wants to move through you. Give it permission to shift and evolve into something different if that's what it's wanting to do. Give it permission to not make any sense and liberate it from the need to meet any of your expectations or anyone else's. Because in a world where we've become so disconnected from ourselves and from each other, it's our authenticity and our presence that will reconnect us. Being real with each other, which starts by being real with ourselves. And that doesn't mean that all parts of you need to be made public, but just that you have an outlet for your true self-expression. Because as we remove the blocks to our self-expression, the more of our aliveness we get to access. The more this energy that's been blocked and suppressed can be freed up and channeled into whatever sparks our passion. Because this is what heals us. Free-flowing life force energy. This is what heals the broken heart, the addictions, the dis-ease. When we release the energy blockages, we experience harmony that vibrates out across all areas of our life. We feel a sense of ease within ourselves. So my final question for you is, what music is inside of you? What is your soul song that is waiting to be played, that has chosen you out of 8 billion souls to be the most perfect instrument for this music to be expressed? Make the time to listen to it. Connect with it as much as you can. And watch how your entire being elevates as you start your dance with this song. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and it inspired you to keep your heart open. Make sure to subscribe to my channel so you don't miss future episodes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate and leave a review. You can also find me on Instagram at Vibe with Susan. Thank you for being here with me. I appreciate you. Lots of love. Until next time.